from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut. Every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that races through the mile markers of history one day at a time. I'm Gabe Lussier, and in this episode, we're looking at how an ex-chimney sweep peddled his way to victory at the first ever Tour de France. The day was July 19, 1903. French bicycler Maurice Garon took first place at the inaugural Tour de France. He and the other 20 remaining riders had set out the previous evening from Nantes on the sixth and final stage of the 1,500-mile bike race. The finish line was waiting nearly 300 miles away in a western suburb of Paris called Ville d'Avray. Maurice Garon, a former chimney sweep, was the first to arrive there, crossing the finish line a little over 17 hours after starting out from Nantes. He had won two stages of the race already, and his third win in Paris confirmed him as the champion. It was a pretty decisive victory, too, because while Garon wound up winning the final leg by only one minute, his margin for the full race gave him a nearly three-hour lead over the rider in second place. It was an auspicious end for an event billed as the grandest cycle race organized to date. Although it's now considered the most prestigious bike race in the world, the Tour de France had a somewhat humbler beginning. It started out as a publicity stunt for a struggling daily sports newspaper called Lotto. One of the paper's reporters, Gio Lefebvre, suggested to his boss, Henri de Grange, that they host an epic road bike race as a way to catch the public's attention and boost the paper's circulation. De Grange loved the idea, and together, the men organized a new kind of race, 
one that would give them lots of fodder for their articles and last through weeks of daily editions. At that point, road racing had only existed as an organized sport for about 30 years or so, and all of the races thus far had been single-day events, with courses starting in one place and ending at another. But the Tour de France promised to be different. Its course would be a clockwise loop of the country that covered 1,509 miles, or 2,428 kilometers. That immense distance would be broken up into six stages of about 250 miles each, and a rest period of one to three days would be scheduled between stages to give the athletes a chance to recover. The grueling course would take 19 days to complete, but the participants who did so would earn a share of 20,000 francs in prize money with a full 6,000 going to the champion. As you've probably gathered, the first Tour de France posed an extremely difficult challenge for even the most seasoned cyclists. For comparison, the course for the 2023 Tour de France runs about 600 miles longer than the first course, but it's divided into 21 stages rather than six, and riders have 23 days to complete it instead of just 19. Any would-be racers at the first event clearly had their work cut out for them. Nonetheless, 60 wheelmen showed up at the starting line in Paris on the afternoon of July 1, 1903. Some of them had come from other countries to compete, including Belgium, Switzerland, Germany, and Italy. But most of the five dozen riders were French, including Maurice Garon, though he had immigrated from Italy as a child. The anxious riders mounted their bikes outside a cafe in Paris, and at 3.16 p.m., they set out for an endurance test unlike any other. The course would take them south from the French capital to Lyon, and then down to Marseille, before turning west to Toulouse. From there, the riders would return north to Bordeaux, then on to Nantes, and finally back to Paris. The extensive tour was made even more demanding by the fact the cyclists had to ride over unpaved roads, an especially dangerous prospect as none of the riders wore helmets. The punishing length of each stage also required participants to ride through the night, often with nothing but the moon and stars to light their way. And while that may sound peaceful, the darkness made it that much harder to avoid obstacles in the road, and for some riders to even stay awake. The bikes themselves weren't much help either. Most of them had steel frames and wooden rims, which made them heavy and cumbersome to steer. To make matters worse, their brakes were unreliable, their tires punctured easily, and because the bikes were single speed, they were especially strenuous to ride uphill. Unlike modern Tour de France racers, the first year's participants rode as individuals rather than as team members. They weren't allowed to receive help of any kind on the road, either from support cars or from their fellow riders. Instead, each racer was responsible for their own repairs, a rule that prompted many to travel with spare tires and tubes wrapped around their torsos, just in case they got a flat along the way, which many of them did. Given all those daunting challenges, it's no surprise that 23 riders abandoned the race in the very first stage, with more to come. One notable exception was 32-year-old professional road racer Maurice Garon. Nicknamed the Little Chimney Sweep, 
Due to his short stature and former occupation, Garon clocked the fastest time in both the first and fifth stages of the race. He might have won even more, too, if not for his frequent pit stops at bars to refuel on wine and cigarettes. The sixth and final stage was the longest of the race, stretching 287 miles from Nantes to Paris. The riders set out in the late evening of July 18th so that spectators would be able to watch them arrive the following afternoon. Public interest in the race had grown steadily from one leg to the next, much to the delight of its organizers. Newspaper circulation rose sixfold during the race, and a crowd of more than 20,000 people gathered at the finish line to see how it ended. By that point, Garon was the clear favorite to win, and on July 19, 1903, he did exactly that. Garon had spent roughly 95 hours on his bike, averaging about 15 miles per hour. His total time bested his nearest competitor by nearly three hours, a record that still stands as the greatest winning margin in Tour de France history. You might imagine that was the start of a long, esteemed career for Maurice Garon as a professional racer. As it turned out, though, his win at the 1903 Tour would be the last recognized success of his cycling career. There had been some rule-breaking in the inaugural Tour de France. Several racers were disqualified for riding in the slipstream of a passing car. Garon himself was later accused of having intimidated and assaulted a fellow racer with the help of some other riders, reportedly stomping the man's bike to pieces to keep him from competing. These illegal actions went unreported until after the race, and since witness accounts varied, no action was taken against any of the riders involved. However, it would be a different story the following year at the 1904 Tour de France. The cheating in that race was much more rampant, with racers engaging in everything from scattering tacks and broken glass on the road to pop their rivals' tires, to hitching rides on cars in the night or hopping trains to get ahead of the competition. Maurice Garon is said to have engaged in such behavior himself, though his specific offenses are now lost to history. Garon won the Tour de France that year for a second time, but the scandalous nature of the race was too great to ignore, and four months after successfully defending his title, Garon was disqualified, along with the three other top finishers. The man who took fifth place wound up getting the money that year, a decision Garon described as a, quote, flagrant injustice. The early cheating scandal would prove to be the first of many for the world's premier cycling competition, and although Maurice Garon was the first tour winner to be stripped of his title, he wouldn't be the last. I'm Gabe Lussier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any feedback you'd like to share, please pass it along by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays and Ben Hackett for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class.
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut. Every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.